Hi, and welcome to Our Hood with your hosts, Jesse and Jinx. Our goal is to create a space of belonging and a community full of love and support because every human longs and deserves a home in this life. Today, we wanted to talk about uh, the point of this podcast and also um, what is belonging and how do we achieve a sense of belonging. So the point of this podcast is that right now in the world today, everybody is looking for something. Um, I think in the era of COVID and um, all of these political uh tribalism and uh, the like riots that are going on. Right, A lot of things that are dividing us. Yeah, lots and lots of division. Um, I think it's important that we find our family, our tribe, our community, and we find a way of, rather than dividing, coming together and supporting and uplifting each other, whether it be through advice, networking, support, but basically have a virtual neighborhood where you can get all of your needs met that you would get without the division. I love it. Yeah, when you first uh, talked to me about doing this and brought up the idea of community and kind of just surrounding uh, topics around that and whatever they are, I mean, it was it was wonderful. A great, great discussion to go into, a great uh, podcast to focus around, and I'm sure there's a ton of available topics to go over and many good people to talk to along the way. For sure, for sure. I totally agree with you. I think the biggest aspect is that I know that I have been very blessed by the friends and community that I've luckily been born into and also been able to surround myself with just by virtue of where I grew up and how I've been able to network. Um, But a lot of people don't have that. And so I think this is a great place to like, kind of live out the American dream, right? It's, the American dream is to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but not everybody has boots to pull themselves up with. <laughs> Damn. And so Dropped it. <laughs> I think I that it. this is about like giving people boots, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, that way they can actually you know, pull themselves up. So yeah. that's the podcast. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, be great. Um, so for our first topic, uh, belonging, right? Yeah. Uh, I got this from thinking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like the, it's yeah. a pyramid of needs, mm-hmm. right? So you have safety at the bottom, the ability or food, shelter. Mm-hmm. And then like the second level is safety. The next is love, belonging, intimacy. Uh, the level above that is, um, like, uh, I can't remember. And then it goes to like self-actualization. You, uh, you know what's actually funny about that is as you're mentioning those specific traits, they actually in some way align with like the chakras. I'm not sure like how familiar you are oh, with no, the, please share. with the different chakras, but uh, you, your root chakra is your base chakra and that's all about your security. That's all about your safety. That's where you generate, you know, all that kind of like strength and formality. Then your next one up is your sacral. And so that's like your sexual, your that, and then it goes up to... Uh, butchering uh, what's that middle one? Oh, the uh, solar plexus and I think that's your sense of self like your sense of that and then you go up to the heart and so that's like your relationships your other things and then your throat like your your expression your third eye which is like your your 
the creativity or connection to, to like seeing things and, and other things like that. And then the seventh is your crown, which is your connection to source or God or whatever, oh, that's whatever awesome. that is. So it's, it's just funny. Like, as you were mentioning <laughs> those specific things, I was like, wow, that's like very telling because that's really like when we are a baby, it's just like, all we have is our root. Like all we have is our, our security. Right. And then it's like every other thing grows as we grow and we become more independent ourselves. And it's like, these are all those other pieces that you were mentioning within that triangle. I really love that. Especially because like, uh, whenever I can find the same concept in another culture yeah, or religion, yeah. I feel like that is proof of, proof of the truth of it. Yeah, like, very so. if you only find it in one culture, then you're like, eh. But if people <laughs> all around the world are finding ways to describe this thing that's yep. occurring within them, I think that's kind of a great proof of, like, this is exactly. the, the truth of, like, the human or yeah. humanity. Um, so, like, along with that, I was thinking about that hierarchy of needs, right? And the top one is like the self-actualization. And I think about all of these friends that I have around me that are mm. building up businesses, trying to find like their authentic true selves, yep. what is success. And like a lot of friends that um, kind of have like the LA mindset where like they need to like look the part and be the part and they have to like make it to the top of that was me. the huge mountain, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and I realized that like if you jump to the top of the pyramid and you miss the middle step, then that, like, self-actualization has no foundation. So uh, luckily, like, those people in L.A. that are making it, they have money that's food insecurity, and they have, um, like, the safety net. But I wonder if that, and I'm using the L.A. mindset because I think that's something we can relate to. uh, (laughs) They, like, lose that intimacy, that connection, that belonging. They skip that sense of belonging step altogether Mm. and only shoot for, like... um, that self-actualization yeah. and that, like, success climb. That's a really good way to put it. So yeah. I wonder if, like, in today's world, we need to, like, get out of that L.A. mindset of the top of the pyramid and, like, maybe take a couple steps back and a couple steps down the ladder and get back to, like, our heart chakra and, like, our sense of needing people and community. And that's the only way we'll yeah. actually get to the, the true top. Well, I think that's where you start seeing, like, the divisiveness come in, right, which is where... You know, maybe there are skip step. There's there's needs that you know people haven't had filled, and they haven't really like uh, created those foundations, as you're saying. And so, like for me too, it was that same way. Like my my passion was just like money. My passion was success. My passion was was all of that. And you know, I was who I was by what I was doing in my career, and not necessarily like I I was like you, very fortunate to to have a lot a big family. Fortunate to have good relationships with my family. Fortunate to to feel like I'd always had friends throughout my life, but those were never like as key to me as it was like just of this achieving success and, and what a great reset and like reset of the mind that's been to, to get out of that mindset, you know? And, and even though, like I told you just earlier, I was like, I'm, I'm in like a, you know, the worst financial space I've been in 10 years. And yet at the same time, like I've never been happier, you know? So yeah. it's, it, it comes with <laughs> like that, that freedom can be scary and it can, it can kind of shatter all of the things that we've built these foundations on. But at the same time, like the, the peace of mind, the sense of belonging, the group of friends and group of associates that I have now, I mean, I just, I wouldn't trade that at all, you know? Yeah. I like think of when I met you, like, and now, uh, and oh, you're so a year ago, <laughs> about a year ago now. Okay. Yeah. Like October-ish. Okay. And I can never imagine you as this other <laughs> self. Yeah. Cause I think I really did meet you right after you like, did, yeah. uh, your Burning Man experience. Yeah. And, um, so I'm, I'm really curious to like, uh, better understand what that 
pre-Burning Man jinx looks yeah, like. Yeah. And like, do you feel like you were divisive or do you feel like you were cutthroat in business ever? Like, uh, I'm just curious if that uh, tribalism, that like divisiveness yeah, it's actually, was brought out it, in you. It's actually funny there's because like even with my within my business, I have I my core business that I had, I had three other partners. And so like, you know, with that, just naturally comes a lot of clashes. And there were plenty of opportunities where it's like, oh, like I could do this on my own or I could do this, right? And so I remember looking at those opportunities and like, oh, okay, like I can, but it's like now I just don't care. Like I would rather have like a community of people, like the current group that I'm working with that we're doing like these medical supplies, like it's such a good core group. And and even though there's like a fluctuation within how much work each person's doing at different times, it just doesn't feel divisive it's like we're this kind of core group that's that's pushing forward regardless knowing that like people will pick up at different points you know and so just little little things like little things that come up and it's like oh I could still do this individually it's just like I don't have that same mindset anymore because really to me there's more than enough I mean at the time you know I was making really good money and I was spending an outrageous amount of money you know it's like to look back I'm like god oh, what did I waste all of that on you know but <laughs> I mean at the same time I'm so glad for my experience but man it's yeah. just it's crazy to think of what that what that did and now I live on significantly less and I'm like I don't need to live on more than this like this is crazy you know and and so now it's given me it's afforded me opportunities to be able to to be with people to you know have amazing like podcast sessions with you and and different things like that, that, you know, I, I never would have had the time before more just because I was so wrecked in my mind. Like I was so weighed down by all the responsibility. I took on all of the responsibility of my company all the time when I was actively managing it for so long. And so my stress levels were just through the roof. And what comes with that is my way to kill time or to like get out of my head would be to like play a game on my phone do something like even when I was with people I was always on my phone and it's just like I wasn't really with them like I remember post Burning Man I just started putting away my phone mm-hmm. and I was like wow I'm actually like hearing conversations <laughs> and like wait you've told me this before like fuck sorry like I'm a terrible <laughs> friend you know it's just like like I remember you know was, Cody was telling me a story about like he, him growing up and I was like you've told me this before and how did I not know it because I'd always have my phone out you know and it's just like I was never present for those moments. That's crazy. I love like the the uh, like connection that you're able to draw is like because you were so weighed down by all of this, you like needed to like check out of that like responsibility in yeah. a way, and that check out is like playing video games or like using your phone or things like that. The other thing that I like you made me think of the way you were talking about the group that you're currently working with. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the dream group project for any college students ever. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. the worst thing in college was always group projects because you're, like, somebody's going to be the smartass and pick up all the slack, and then there's, like, five people in the group that are, like, just going to, like, That's cruise true. by. Yeah. <laughs> and and they'll all get the good grade, but, like, one person carries all of the weight and the other people are just able to, like... Sure shrug it off and that's like the exact opposite of like the point of the group and the point of like community and so it's also just interesting to hear you talk about how much you uh took on all of this responsibility at work and like how much it weighed you down and you would think that like being your own boss and like being able to like be this entrepreneur is like the ultimate freedom that's like what (laughs) I hear on tv all talking about all the time and people talking about how they want to own and grow their own business and be their own boss but it sounds like when you own and grow your own business and you be your own boss, you're setting yourself up for like a lack of I mean, community I, to yeah, I guess, support you. I guess it depends on on how big you want it to be. Like again, because I was so success driven, I mean, 
you know, I drove that thing from five million a year to like twenty five million a year in in four years, and it it was just I was push 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 right and. And, you know, like you said, yes, I had my own schedule. I was my own boss. But in reality, like with the amount of time that I had to be on my phone, I was easily pushing 80 hours a week. And so as, as great as it is, as great as the ability to go play around a golf or do something during the day or take any amount of time you really want off in a way, like even though you're still attached to your phone, I mean, I, I highly recommend the entrepreneurial life. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love it. It's it's was such a, a core thing. And even now, it's all I want to still do, but just do it in a much different manner. Yeah, it looks like there's, like, these two paths of doing it, right? Like, yeah. the current path that you're going from what you've talked about is, like, it's this amazing group that everyone's picking up the slack where they need to and they're, they're working together as, like, yep. community-driven and they understand that it's a support system versus, yeah. like, self-driven. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, it just all, like, in my brain connects as, like... Yeah, I mean, o- over time, if if it if there are, if there's pieces that aren't, you know, be ready to have honest discussions with people and, and you know, be ready to have those. But at the same time, uh, there can be more than enough, right? I mean, it, but you almost have to instill that in every person, like that, okay, like, you know, they have to understand when they maybe aren't picking up that slack and... And it's not necessarily like a free ride that, that anybody's getting in this, but at the same time, creating that sense from the beginning rather than being so worried about what you're getting in that first piece and like what you're doing right now and, and just knowing, hey, we came together as a team for a purpose, uh, not for this one deal. We came together for a lot of things, you know, and so it just becomes bigger than that. And again, so much more than enough as long as everybody can have that mindset, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, you're touching on, like, major points of, like, coming together for a purpose, and everyone that's coming together is in the same mindset. Yeah. Like, I think that's what true community collectives are, right? Like, there's a lot of talk nowadays about socialism. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, communism. I loved loved it when I was young. It's a favorite topic, right? Yeah, I loved it when I was in college. (laughs) It's free healthcare, free, 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 everything. It's a free ride. But, like, when you look at, like, I won't get too political. (laughs) (laughs) But when you look at, like, the pamphlets written about socialism... And, like, Marxism. Mm. They're very detailed in people coming together and putting in their biggest, most amounts of effort. And, like, it's synergy of lots of people coming in for a common goal, for a purpose. And the reason that things come out as free is because everybody collectively put in the work and tried to come together. But (laughs) when you pull the collective mindset and the community mindset out of it, it just turns into all these individuals that just want to take and not give. And giving is like the bigger piece that I think none of us really learned appropriately when we were in preschool. (laughs) It's it's hard because I still believe in the true concept of socialism. I really do. Like I believe that I believe in like a value based society, but I don't believe that we are at this moment capable of doing that on any kind of large scale. I think, you know, in these community groups and different things, and even, you know, with my projects and plans of like building a town at some point, I mean, it's, I think early on, it's like, oh, you can maintain this kind of socialist idea or this kind of like value-based idea where people are able to come in, but it's like the bigger that gets, like you're saying, not everybody has that same mindset. And then, what it ultimately creates is a sense of dependency because then you have people that aren't in that same mindset that are mm-hmm. then taking advantage of 
of the different systems. And so that's why I say as a society, I don't necessarily believe in that it can work, but I do believe in the true concept of it if everybody is willing to go in. I just don't think that's possible. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. I think it, I think if everyone that's joining is in the right mindset and is coming coming together for the same purpose and willing to put in the amount of work necessary, then it works. But as a society as a whole, especially something as big as America, I don't think it's super possible. But it like makes me think back to uh, my job at the treatment center that I had mm-hmm. where like everyone that I was able to hire, I hired them because of the mindset that they would have, that mm-hmm. they wanted to be there, that they had the same heart and mind as me for the students. Mm-hmm. And that when push comes to shove, if like a uh, treatment student is struggling or a client is really struggling and they're the only one that's going to be able to reach them, they're going to help yeah. and they're going to show up. And through hiring like that group of people, I think I had one of the best teams I've ever worked mm-hmm. with where we would all be hanging out after a shift at like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and one of us would get a call that one of the students is struggling and everyone at the party would be like, okay, <laughs> who's sober for one? <laughs> and two, uh, who wants to take it? Like, And yeah. there were so many people jumping up and being willing. And I think if you don't have the, the right mindset people, then you would have basically gone into like the company that I was at previous to that. If we would have gotten that call, it would have been nose goes. Yeah. And Telos, it was the type of company that it was like Mm. everyone, like I'll drive you. Like, you know, we all like banded together. So, um, it's just, I think community is so important and like, that's how you get when you have that kind of group of people surrounding you, you're, you're unstoppable yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, I guess that's the great question then is how to build this community for different people in their different aspects of their life. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing you touched on earlier when you were talking about skipping steps is is that does create different mindsets for people, right? It's if they're only focused on success, if they're only focused on uh, careerism, their drive, different things. I mean, it, it they don't have that same maybe focus on their heart and the people around them and the different surroundings. And so... Um, you know, it's like how, how to build that, how to find, how to find these same people and, and build this type of community that, that you want, that I want to build, you know? Yeah. I think I can like break it down into like a few steps that I can think of, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, look, I have the (laughs) ultimate solution to life. No. Um, I think like, uh, right now in the world, we're promoting a lot of people that I don't think necessarily like deserve to be promoted like if if they're the LA mindset and they're just like all about self and all about like uh all about that money all about that like drip life and we promote that then we're promoting a society of like individualism and like selfishness but if we're promoting people that have the right heart and mind and like whatever they're company their ultimate goal is whatever they want to build is also based in this like heart of I'm doing it to help other people around me. And like, I want to promote those people because they're ready to like climb the rest of the pyramid, Yeah. but they aren't being promoted because it's not the current mindset yeah. of the world. Yeah. And I guess the difficult thing is, is even like if you're speaking specifically to business, like, is that even the mindset of that particular business? Because, you know, for us, it was just growth, right? It was mm-hmm. for us, it was just driving revenues, like whatever it would take, whatever salespeople we needed to come in. It wasn't necessarily about, maybe their consciousness and, and, 
and how open they are is about that drive, right? And so it's almost like that first step is kind of observing your individual surroundings. If you're looking in that work area or looking in, in friend area, kind of like observing what groups you are in mm-hmm. um, as, as a step. Like if you feel ready to, to kind of, you know, make community a bigger piece for you, you know, observe what's around you. Like observe, is your business promoting people who are just mad hustler type thing or are they promoting actual good people to that represent their brand, represent their company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you can be both. You can like yeah. be a really good person and like have a hustle. Like I look at you as a great example of that. Oh, my uh, hustle is nowhere <laughs> new. <laughs> it's nowhere new where it was, but I think like you still have the hustle in your heart in a way, yeah. but with a balance of another, sure. another aspect. Um, and then I also think like, I think we can also teach people how to step out of the divisive mindset and like mm-hmm. the tribalism mindset and kind of like reset learned behaviors and like learned ways of viewing the world and like provide like a, a new awakening or like a new consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think interestingly seeing COVID play out the way that it has, I have had more people in my life come to like a new way of like conscious wave of consciousness Mm -hmm. for themselves, whether it be people who never saw racism or only saw racism have like been awoken and, uh, like people that are very, very religious realizing that like some of their religious beliefs are actually like hurting the friends around them. Mm. Somehow COVID shook shook the world. And I think that's a, another way, like with all these people being shaken up by, the world's disasters it's what better time yeah. than now to like start <laughs> reaching the hearts and minds of people and helping them like th- they themselves come down from the top and like figure out where they belong figure out how to make good connections and like what things do they need to get rid of in order to actually have the right qualities to be a part of yeah. a community that cares yeah i always compare uh COVID to like a global acid trip Um, (laughs) just because like it it really it shut down time like time was non-existent for that first few months oh my god seriously it 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 kind of like shut us all off from each other we saw like what the world could actually be we saw you know cleaner oceans cleaner skies we saw like skies have been amazing until all the fires came yeah it's just like it's been they've been so beautiful and we we had that uh inversion for so long it was like I, you could never really see a good amount of stars in Salt Lake City, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah. I remember climbing up to like the top of a mountain and being like, "I didn't realize you could see the mountains yeah. way, way over there." <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. damn, they are out there. Yeah, I mean, for for me, LSD was what reset my mind. Right, it kind of reset me, made me realize what is truly important, what actually matters in life. Money is just simply a tool. Money is something that we can use to for the betterment of our life, but it shouldn't be. At least I feel like it shouldn't be like the the main driver, you know. And so, for knowing what it did for me, you know, that's why I say like I, I compare that to to COVID, just because it really did awaken so many people. It really did create like a new sense of sense of being, sense of consciousness for for so many people when they were just ripped out of like the rat race that they were in. When suddenly you know unemployment rates go up, so many people lost their jobs, including. You know, I we essentially had to pull out all of our owner mm-hmm. salaries in order for our company to stay alive, you know. And so it's like I had everything ripped out for me too. But what that did was now allow me to really start putting focus on everything else that I wanted to accomplish 
for so long. And so, yeah, I mean, it's created like, I mean, as, as disastrous as it's been, I mean, it's, it's created a lot of, uh, beautiful things for people now. And I think the world is forever changed because of it. I a hundred percent agree. I think that COVID really made you walk down different mental neuro pathways that you've never had to walk down before and look at the world in a new way and a new light because of time essentially stopping, whether it be because of the government or your job or whatever. So I'm totally on the same page as you. It's just like crazy to be in the time (laughs) that we're in. (laughs) And I think for me, COVID really made me, uh, my roommate moved out when Mm -hmm. COVID hit and I'm living on my own. And that's the first time that I think I've never had a roommate before. Hmm. And I was like really happy about it in the beginning. And the more that that was taking place and the more that I had to think about my heart and not seeing people because I was afraid of getting sick because I would be the type of person that would die from COVID Mm because I'm the pre-existing condition that dies from COVID. I like realized how important all the relationships that I had, Mm -hmm. like while they were amazing and great before COVID, I really came to like this sense of like, damn, like I need to care about my family more and like pay more attention to them. And I really need to reset my priorities towards the relationships. They were already a priority, but I just realized that they can't be number 10 on the list. Like I really want it to be number one, which is basically how this podcast came about is spending all of COVID really (laughs) racking my brain about what is the way I do like my authentic self purpose. And I think this is one of those self actualization ways. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been quite the trip. (laughs) It's been an interesting adjustment. It's been beautiful. And, And again, these are the types of beautiful things that come out of, come out of that. I mean, for, for me, the people that were going to see that next wave of success is the people that were able to adapt, were able to innovate, were able to come up with, with uh, you know, new ideas, new products, different things that now help us now. Like, who's the first to jump on those things? That, to me, is what we're going to see is, is kind of that next layer of success. And, and it's also because of all that money was taken away. I think in some way we're realizing, like, oh, it wasn't maybe as necessary as I thought it was. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I can live on less. I can I can uh, tighten up a little bit and, and live, like, a healthier mind-type life as opposed to just, you know, draining yourself through, through work. Yeah, I've seen quite a few, like, of my friends that have lost their jobs, but that ultimately be the, the realization of, like, maybe this isn't even the job that I wanted to have in the first place. Yeah. It was for money, and now it's for for what? Yeah. So, awesome. Thank you for joining me on this podcast, talking about belonging, community, and how we can ultimately, like, create the real world that we actually want to live in. Yeah, hopefully many more to come. Well, not hopefully. Definitely. Many more episodes to (laughs) come. Many more episodes to come. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Our Hood. We hope this episode and others have helped you to find the community and belonging that you deserve. If you've loved being part of our community, please share this episode with your friends. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and other major platforms. Also, please follow us on Instagram at r underscore hood dot podcast. 